Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Corporate, hosted by Maria and Elise. Each week, we bring you our tales and perspectives on trending topics around work in corporate America, because life can often truly be stranger than fiction. Be sure to share Tales from Corporate. Listen, download, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This week's tale is about... We can't get enough of this topic... It's a hot button. It's moving. It's trending. It's everywhere. It's affecting so many of us. And it is RTO. Return to the office. (laughs) (laughs) And we've already had one episode about this particular subject matter. But uh, I got to tell you, every time I read an article or a news story... It's always the financials. The financials are like intractable as far as tradition and wanting to hold on to that. And I get it that there are barons of industry and they have to lead the way to help guide other businesses to make best practice decisions. However, a lot of their bankers do not want to go back to the office. Many in New York have been called back already. Morgan Stanley, the CEO over there, he's just like, you want to eat in New York and eat at a restaurant? Then you need to come into the office, something to that effect. But basically, he's like, if you want to stay in Colorado or Podunk, Iowa, sorry for the Iowa listeners, but if you want to stay in Iowa, you're not going to collect a New York check. We're not having it. So this is all very interesting. And what I think is also interesting to layer underneath it is that You have some companies who are setting up shop. Goldman allegedly is sending employees down to Florida to set up shop there. The South has always gotten a lower pay grade, if you will, compared to the North, compared to New York or San Francisco and Seattle. And my question is, is that (laughs) all these people are moving to Miami and that's a party central place. Meanwhile, it's flooding. (laughs) With all the global warming and the water coming up, I I mean, it's just a mess. So I'm wondering how you're feeling about return to the office. What's going on in your pool? Because I know what's going on over at my office, and it's it's actually quite hilarious. I'm laughing because recently I was out to dinner, and a friend pointed out that if you Google your birthday and Florida man, there will be an article of some bizarre news article of something that happened in Florida. So one of us at the table Googled her birthday, her birthday's in May, and what came up was air quotes, F it, I'm drunk, go ahead and arrest me, (laughs) end quote. So (laughs) that's what came to mind when you were talking, but I want to come back to bring it back to your question financial services, it is the last bestion of (laughs) traditional, in many ways, and I'm sorry to say it, but it's true, good old boy network and holding on to the past. It's yet to be dramatically disrupted. So keep your eye out for that. What's happening is we have a lot of executives that are pushing for return to office. They themselves, a lot of them have been showing up to the office uh, during the, the, the time that most of us have been working from home for a variety of reasons. Um, but 
for one another, they are pushing one another to come back to work as many days per week as possible, and then following on the layers down of workers to return. Very, very thoughtful approach to RTO, I have to say, where there's a recognition that to go from zero days to five days a week might be way too traumatic and dramatic for people. So it's, you know, for some groups, it's going to be a continued work from home. Some groups is going to be 40%, 60%. It's going to be test and learn. And I think that that's a great approach. I cannot stress that enough. This is unprecedented in the history of corporate America and the history of the present model of the present 40-hour work week. So to think that we can ideate at this point in time, and it's summer 2021, and correctly predict exactly what RTO should look like for your organization, I think that's just hubris. I'm just going to come out and say it. You have to test and learn. You have to experiment a little bit. Be thoughtful. Be considerate that, for example, some people didn't get vaccinations because they have health concerns. Someone in their house, you know, might have reason that even if they're vaccinated, if they bring something home to that person that's living with them, it could be very dramatic or, or detrimental for that person's health. I think there's a lot of factors that employers need to consider when communicating and setting up policy for RTO for their employees. So I'll start there, Elise. It's uh, interesting. I've never seen corporations, organizations pivot, if you will, that quickly with the pandemic. You had places that were fighting. They'd have board meetings documented, undocumented, off the record. There were certain industries where they just did not believe that employees could work independently and self-organize their tasks and not need, quote unquote, supervision. And some people still have that mindset that a supervisor manager role is to do that, to micromanage and stand over people all day and observe them do their tasks. But that's extremely unproductive. And what the rates have shown is that employees are actually more well-adjusted. It depends if they have children at home, if they're working alone at home and they don't have interaction. But what I'm getting at is the perks of working at home. It's the genie out of the bottle. And you can't stuff it back in. It's Pandora's box. You can't put it back in the box, if you will. And you've given them this taste of honey I don't know how you're going to walk it back to the way it was. And they're trying. I will give it to the barons of industry. They are dragging people back. But it's just hard because so many people, as far as companies, made very public statements and people picked up their lives, picked up their children, and readjusted and moved to other low-cost areas, real estate-wise, for what they were told, you know, we won't have to go back for at least another year, a year and a half. Or two, and now everyone's changing their story. I never thought that the city would die. I mean, we're city kids. Like we grew up in New York City, even though we live in LA now. 
Nah, I never thought the city was going to shrivel up and die. Now, downtown L.A. is a whole other situation. It did look like an apocalypse or Night of the Living Dead. But that's another story. What I am getting at is I believe that cities need to breathe. They grow and move. And, you know, you just can't, you know, people left for a little bit. Like, they took a little vacation, a long vacation to the Hamptons. (laughs) They went up north. They went to the Hudson. They went to Florida. And people go, oh, this is not so bad you know, working remotely. But now, I don't know how you put, I don't know what that's going to be like. I feel like that's going to be an, a major adjustment period. Just interacting, talking to people, smelling other people, smelling their lunches again. Smelling <laughs> their breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the, all of that. Being in the conference room, rolling your eyes. Like, you can roll your eyes now at home. You can't, you can't do it the same way in person. You know, it's going to be totally different when you don't agree or you're fighting over an issue. A Zoom debate is totally different from being in the conference room and fighting for a particular issue or uh, agenda. So I, I, this is, this is a totally, a huge experiment. Like you said, Maria, big. Oh, it's huge. (laughs) You just triggered my thinking of there's, things that I've been taking for granted because we've been working from home for this long, including I don't have to bother to set up conference rooms for all the meetings that I often have to set up. You just hit the WebEx, like no matter what, if it's a one-on-one, if it's if it's five people, if it's 50 people, then you know, you have a similar job where it could be any of those things. You don't have to worry about the conference room, you don't have to worry about location, you just have to worry about time zone. We talk about this at work. It, this situation, while it, uh, the pandemic was, it was tragic in so many freaking ways, there were a lot of lessons learned. One of which, this was a way, this being the remote presence and relying on Zoom and WebEx and Microsoft Teams. It was an equalizer of locations in many situations. Like if you have offices on the East Coast and the West Coast and the Midwest and the South or, you know, overseas and and all of that, if you're all on a call, once you settle all of the differences of time zones, then there's no business of, oh, there was a critical mass of people sitting in the conference room and they just forgot to dial into the conference line right? There also was less, well, the, we're, we're, we're going to have to show up and do our makeup and do our hair and, and dress and this, that, and the third thing. You just dialed into the call. And if you have the great fortune or misfortune, however you consider it, but if you have the option, you could be off camera and Lo and behold, Elise, people could just focus on the content of what you were saying. I don't know how many people like stop to think about these things, but I did. No, you can focus in a very different way. Presentations probably get a lot more attention. <laughs> like a deck gets way more scrutiny than it probably ever did, unless it was executive level. I'm, I was going to say... On the one hand, I was going to agree with you because at least as you're giving a presentation, you're not watching people texting or 
not looking up once from their laptops. But the flip side of that is you don't know what they're doing, especially you don't know what animal just ran across their keyboard and and that distracted them from your presentation. But to your point, I have for myself noticed that it's easier to present to any audience, especially to the executive audiences remotely. And I haven't overly thought about why that is, but believe it or not, I'm a natural introvert. And so um, I'm not in love with presenting all the time. This platform has made it easier. Interesting. Just being able to do a virtual meeting has made it easier for you. Well, you're definitely more comfortable. I, I will say like interviewing remotely totally beats the panic sweats <laughs> of and the logistics of getting to an interview and making sure you're calm, make sure your makeup is not melting down your face and onto your blouse. And also, I don't know how I have a huge collection and probably you do of high heels. Oh my God, the torture. The, get, I thought about that the other day of having right. to wear heels again in the office and to get my my mind around that if you will, totally different. It's just, everything's going to be very different. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be awkward. I'm pretty honest with myself. So I know that right now at our company, going back in two days a week is fine. I actually don't want to go back in more than that. And I actually have to wait. I was looking at some plane tickets (laughs) and I need to wait to buy because I don't know if they're going to give us set days that we have to come in. Or is it just going to be, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays we come in and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're at home. That's more the executive remote schedule, work from home schedule. But I I think that it's all very interesting. I mean, I did like my desk. I only worked there two days at my actual desk. And that was because I came in on my first day at orientation. And then I had an appointment in downtown and I went to sit in my office and actually... I was so upset about my work box. Everybody has their work box, right? Or your work bag. And I had my box of things that stay on my desk. And I wanted to take it into the office. I was like, this cannot sit here. I don't want to look at it another day. And I think that was just a grasp for some kind of control over the fact that we were going into a massive global quarantine. So I went to the office to bring my work box in. And uh, I watered the plants. And then they changed the policy, like no one can go to the office. Like a a month or two later, I think people actually came to the office space and they were infected with COVID uh, or they spread it and they had to go clean. So they, they made the policy that until given further instructions or you're there to pick up equipment to work from home, you can no longer go to the office. So I was a little sad about, um, that I'd like to experience being in the office with my co-workers. I mean, just like the other day I had to pitch, just want to tell you this, Maria, I had to pitch an idea. I had to do a pre-pitch. I had to pitch what I want to pitch <laughs> because once again, I'm lacking the connections in the office space. Normally I would just knock on someone's door, have a hallway talk with them, talk in the elevator, maybe quick chat in a restroom, but, or going to get lunch. And now we have none of that. We have no water cooler culture, if you will, in that sense, maybe there's a virtual, but 
lacking that and being a new employee or a new consultant there, I don't have the, the same touch points and touch bases and relationships. So it's that emotional intelligence or it's, it's lacking. And I had to do a pre-pitch to, to just see if it would go over well, the actual pitch. And everybody said, yes, you should do the pitch. But it's just hard because what do I need to pitch to? I've never met them in person. How about you, Maria? And, and going back to, I think, a point that you made was, even though the world was going into this unprecedented lockdown after decades of uh, corporate America being able to do its thing and feeling very in control over the lives of its employees and, and where the employees worked, this was all thrown against the, the wall and, and it slid down. And so, you know, I was thinking as you were talking and both of us, we join new firms, new groups, and we've never ever, not for a single day, sat next to our new teammates. But mainly it's all been remote, right? That's unnatural. So that's one of the reasons why financial services harkens on, we need to be in the office together. And they'll say it's to maintain corporate culture, eyebrow raised, because I love the way you put it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. And we're human beings. Like I know corporations and, and organizations and even small businesses, a lot of times we're cogs, you know, in the machine, a bunch of wrists just wristing out work. But to that point, can't put the genie back in the bottle. And uh, many of us have been isolated in our homes for a year and a half now working. Definitely much of last year where we were isolated and self-quarantining and all of that, trying to be compliant to the health regulations at the time and in our respective states. And so to think that we could just turn off that those survival mechanisms that we had to adopt so that we didn't feel lonely or we didn't drive ourselves crazy or we did stay constructive and productive. To think that we're going to turn that off. And now, taking a step back, I'm very grateful that many of us are being given lead time, heads up of what date we'll be expected to return to the office to however many days that will involve. But Cynically, that's that's more so for the higher ups who many of them picked up, left, went to their more well-appointed other homes and would now need time to have their kids readjusted, move back to, you know, whatever could be um, reasonable commute to the offices. It's documented, it's well documented that the rates of anxiety and depression were astronomically higher than they've ever been. Suicides, unfortunately, went up over last year. So just want to pause and say to, you know, bosses out there, that's real. And if it's not addressed, that's fine. But these situations have a, a way of rearing their ugly heads if they're not dealt with head on. So to your point about it's going to be awkward, it's going to be awkward at best when we RTO and return to 
desks that we've never been to, people that we've worked with over the phone, never met in person before. And as you pointed out, we'll be smelling each other's breaths again. Some of us may never get over the um, fear of being in close proximity with other people without thinking we might get sick from them. Yes, the flu went to you know, virtually non-existent last year, but then germs will pick up again. The flu will pick up again. People will get strep throat from one another again. People will get colds from one another again. And what's that gonna mean in terms of people's psyche and, and their level of OCD or lack thereof? And then are we gonna judge one another for continuing to wear masks? Because Again, we may be concerned about our health or the health of someone at home. And God forbid we, you know, don't protect ourselves from even the most delightful of colleagues. Don't take it personally. Like, try to understand that some people may not tell you what health conditions they have. They may look healthy, but there is such a thing as, you know, chronic illnesses that are invisible and they're not obvious to others that people have. And say, I do want to point out, you mentioned cameras. Side note to, to some people who don't realize, I've read that some firms have set the laptops to activate the camera, even without you turning your own camera on. I don't know about you, Elise, but I bought a camera cover for all my laptops. So oh, I've had those. I've yeah. had those for years just because you don't know when someone's doing that anyway, like if you're getting hacked yeah. or people are eavesdropping. So. Yeah. I've had those, but I, I have to say, I would want to end with this. I'm grateful that with regarding working from home and RTO, I'm grateful to my friends, colleagues, family who had terrible micromanaging bosses <laughs> that they got a taste of what it is to work at home. And for them, it has been a true blessing because they haven't had to deal with massive microaggressions on a daily basis. Their overall peace of mind with their employment is a lot better. I also want to say that I'm grateful that now, oh, hopefully, we have a healthier understanding of how germs and viruses spread in the office. And that perpetual uphill, never-ending struggle for those who get sick at the office and those who come in sick looks like that might be dead for a little bit. I'm sure, you know, human beings, we have a way of having short memories, but I think there'll be a healthier office culture in regards to utilizing sick days, not coming in sick, not spreading germs. So those are kind of the silver linings, but this is definitely a trending subject and we're probably going to have another episode on this uh return to work effort as we all transition back into the office and might be temporarily miserable or it could be ex <laughs> it could be uh, an exuberant experience i don't know it literally is the great mystery right now yep. and, um, and i'm sure people are very anxious about it but um <laughs> One thing I'm going to say is this won't be the last time we talk about RTO. We will come to this. We're going to also encourage you, if you have anything that you want to add to RTO in terms of your experience or what you have been seeing when it becomes available, please 
give us a shout out. Let us know what's going on in, in your neck of the woods. And I also want to shout out to the people for whom RTO is, is not a thing because they never had the option of working from home. I want to give a shout out to every one of you. That had not been our experience between myself and Elise, but total respect, total shout out and much love to each and every one of you who kept on your grind. I guess these episodes are focusing on the rest of us who did have this experience and we're kind of in a social experiment. As Elise says, this is gonna be a little bit of an adventure for us. Remember to always advocate for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And to the listeners that have been overlooked, have overstayed, are complacent, or just plain unhappy, free yourself. Good luck and Godspeed till the next episode. Remember to download, follow, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please feel free to leave us a review.